Friends, the quality of the wrapping of a gift is not always a great indicator of how great the gift is. The quality of the wrapping of a gift is not always a great indicator of how great the gift is. We get a great gift this Christmas, but the wrapping of this Christmas, 2020 Christmas, not great. Kind of crappy. All right? You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of my wrapping. Okay, because I gave up on wrapping a long time ago. In fact, when I gave gifts to my family tonight, all I do is I buy a gift bag, I stuff the gift in the gift bag, and I just put tissue paper on top of it. Does anybody else do that? I do that, yes. That's my wrapping. Okay, it looks terrible, but I can tell you the gift inside is incredible. Incredible. That's how I feel this Christmas is. Wrapping, we know what it is. The gift's perfect. The gift's incredible. And we need Christmas this year. Christmas is always timely. The message of Christmas and the event of Christmas is always relevant, but I feel like it's even more so this year. Because in a year that we've been told to distance from one another, Christmas teaches us about God's closeness to us. In a year that last year at this time, no one could have predicted. Though I have to admit, you were at my Christmas Mass last year. Okay, I told a story about God coming into human nature. It's kind of like if some college students were locked in a quarantine on a college campus and God had and the parent had to go in and save them. You guys remember this? Okay, and I actually I was looking at it last night. I used the word regeneron in the homily. Which turned out to be, you know, so I'm not taking credit for this year, but I'm just saying you could call me a prophet if you'd like. Bad prophet. Very bad prophet. But in a year that no one, including myself, could have possibly predicted last year, Christmas shows us that God sometimes deals in the unexpected. In a year that we've hoped for a miracle cure, Christmas shows us that the fusion of the divine nature with the human nature precisely is the miracle cure that we need for our eternal health. In a year in which we've seen death tallies on the TV in front of our faces all of the time, Christmas reminds us that God has attached His immortal nature to our mortal nature. In a year in which all of the things that surround this Christmas are incredibly messy and imperfect. Christmas reminds us that in the midst of the imperfection and messiness of that first Christmas over 2,000 years ago, God did something extraordinary. We need Christmas this year. Despite bad wrath. We need the gift that's inside. You know, I've always been drawn to the imperfection and messiness of the first Christmas. 
I actually, I shouldn't say always, maybe in the last 10 years. And I don't know why, because my Christmases growing up were incredible. Like, we really do Christmas up. I love Christmas. Christmas is my favorite time of year. This is just awesome for me. So Christmas has always been a blessing for me. Never had any really bad sort of memories of it. But I think it was when I became a priest and I started talking to people around the holidays. And of course, Christmas is not easy for a lot of people. Christmas is really tough for a lot of people. Maybe it's the first holiday after a spouse has died. The first holiday we experience after losing someone we love, and we can't even imagine celebrating Christmas without that person on earth. Maybe it's that some people have told me that the hustle and bustle of Christmas makes them more anxious than they are the rest of the year. That it's just a time of anxiety-producing panic instead of peace. But for whatever reason, it always seems like this is a tough time. And this year, of course, is no different and probably magnified. And it's a tough time of year sometimes. And I think because of that, I started reflecting on the imperfection of the Christmas story. Because we tend to romanticize it. Okay? And I think we should. Okay? Because it is romantic in the truest sense of the word romantic. It's God's romance with us. But it was incredibly flawed surroundings, circumstances that surrounded that day. Think of the, uh, the macro imperfections. Luke, in our Gospel today, places Jesus' birth within the context of the Roman emperors and the Roman rulers of the time. And I think we tend to like think that everything was just better in Jesus' time. You know, like, gee, God, if you knew the political instability we had to deal with, you could never really, you can't understand. And it's like, have you read about these Roman emperors? Right? The, the Roman emperor at the time of Jesus' birth, right, Caesar Augustus Octavian, he was made the, the emperor at the age of, in his teens, ruled with an iron fist, and not known to be the epitome of moral uprightness. We know that his more local ruler was Herod the Great. We know from the Christmas story was bloodthirsty. Was threatened by any sort of um, people that could threaten his authority and power. So there's all this upheaval around him. All this upheaval at the time of Jesus. This imperfection and messiness in the political structure in the social structure of Jesus' time. And then think about it on the micro level. Mary and Joseph have to journey from Nazareth to Bethlehem with Mary days away from a child. Okay, and it's about 90 to 100 miles. Okay, I made the trip, but I was in a van with air conditioning. And this might go without saying, but I have never been nine months pregnant. <laughs> but I've heard from reliable sources that a hundred mile journey on a donkey, days before you're about to deliver a baby, would not be incredibly comfortable. Then think of the accommodations. They're terrible. 
We could get better accommodations tonight. We went down to the Motel 6. No room at the inn. King of the universe has to be born in an animal stable. Terrible accommodations. I think God could do better for his son. No one to help Mary with her delivery, except Joseph. It was common in the ancient world, just like today, to have a midwife. Somebody that helps you with your labor and delivery. Mary's stuck with Joseph. And again, from reliable sources, I've been told by many women that their men are utterly helpless in that moment. Then the only people to greet the new child, to show the child off to are animals. This is where the birth of Jesus is very similar to COVID births. And not necessarily the animal part, but the fact that so many uh, people have had to deliver children this year without a lot of fanfare, right? Without being able to show them off so quickly, sometimes not even with their husband allowed in. Mary and Joseph don't have any fanfare surrounding it, no family to show the baby off to, just animals, farm animals. Quickly after the birth, they have to depart and escape from this crazy ruler who wants to kill Jesus because of a threat to his throne. So again, a mother that's just had a child with a little baby in Joseph, she gets on the donkey and they escape to Egypt. It's far from a perfect story. In fact, you could imagine God setting up things a little bit better. It's a messy story. It's an ordinary life story. The default position of human life story. It's an imperfect story. And yet, in the midst of all the macro imperfections, in the midst of all the micro imperfections, God did something absolutely incredible in the birth of this child. Changed everything. I think the invitation this year, friends, is to embrace the imperfection of Christmas. Not the imperfection of the Christ child, but the imperfection of everything that's surrounded. Because in the midst of all the messiness and imperfection that we're dealing with, God still wants to give us His Son. And he still wants to accept us and to find what's incredible and perfect within us. See, Mary and Joseph could have missed it. Shepherds could have missed it. The Magi could have missed it. If they were focused on all of the external circumstances that were less than perfect and less than ideal, they could have missed the significance of what was going on. And surely many did. And we too, we can get so caught up, and to some extent rightly so, but we can get so caught up in all the imperfect circumstances that surround this celebration that we miss the perfection of what God did and what it calls us to, which is to give ourselves more completely to the Lord. So friends, the wrapping of this Christmas is even worse than something that I would wrap. 
yet, God is here. God gives us His Son. And so whatever is, no matter what kind of Christmas and all of the circumstances that surround this Christmas, no matter what, let's enter into the imperfection of that Christmas story. But in the midst of that imperfection, what God did perfectly. And be convinced that in the imperfection of our lives, God can do something perfect. And out of the ordinary nature of our lives, God can do something extraordinary. Merry Christmas to all.